Thanks for my part of the fucking news. I can't hear what's going on. That's a great start. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on a very lovely Friday morning here in Melbourne. And, of course, please welcome back the one, the only, Sam Menhennet. Welcome back, Sam. Good morning. Uh, no, it's exciting back to be here with you in, in Victorian soil, <laughs> um, crossing the border. Um, Jimmy wanted me to ask you this question. Did you have a pie floater at the Adelaide Oval? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about that on the way up, trying to try and some cuisine. Um, but uh, a fly poting, a fly, pie floating in pea soup does not sound that uh, appealing. But I did go to Adelaide Oval and it was it was very nice. Eddie Betts uh, Pocket. Did see that. Yes. Did see that. No, it's, it's a really nice ground. Like, it, I don't know if it really translates well sometimes, unless you go to a ground to see what it's really like. Um, but uh, that's one ground I'd happily go to an away game soon, um, because it seems like you wouldn't have a bad spot um, in the stadium. You're not going back this weekend, are you, James? For your, uh, well, so should not James. <laughs> see, I'm so used to having James here in the studio. Sammy, you're not, you're not going to go back there for the Carlton game, no, are you? No, no, no. God, you would have been if, tempted. Uh, I was, yes, after going yes. and having the tour and stuff. Um, just worked, wish had the, uh, the weekends had worked out a bit uh, closer, but... Yes. Um, uh, nevertheless, um, we'll, we'll save them for next year. Uh, but yeah, big footy game, and uh, no, 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 Adelaide's a nice town. Bit strange. Yeah, but. Yeah, bit strange. <laughs> Are there many churches there? Is, does it live up to its name? Yeah, but funny enough, I wasn't really looking out for that. No, you wouldn't have been. No. <laughs> but I'm sure there were plenty around. Um, um, but yeah, no, no, that, the, the SA accent is really strong. If you've never yeah. noticed it before. It is. It is definitely something you'll never unhear now. Yeah, you that, yeah. You have to have subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and the tap water. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne <laughs> has the best tap water. It's it's very underrated here. Oh, it, good good amount of fluoride, uh, which is which is very important. Good good for the chompers as well. <laughs> definitely. Hence why we've got chompers. so many great presenters on, on the television. <laughs> it just makes sense. All that all that all that uh, rainwater. We love it. Um, anyway, so I guess we should uh, get straight into the news and um, definitely we'll definitely um, <clears throat> get straight into the world of the Commonwealth Games because, of course, that is kicked off today uh, at an amazing uh, opening ceremony this morning. Um, so we'll get, get to all that in the uh, second break, but uh, a couple to the... Breaking news off the hot off the press this morning, and then we've got uh, the four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel has announced his retirement from the Formula One at the end of this season, uh, saying his goals have changed and he wanted to focus more on family uh, interests outside the sport. The 35-year-old German uh, who drives for the Aston Martin team uh, won his titles with the uh, Red Bull from 2010 to 2013, uh, also spent six seasons with Ferrari. He made the announcement on Thursday ahead of uh, this weekend's Hungarian Grand Prix, the 13th uh, round of the season and the last race before the August break. He says, I hereby announce my retirement from Formula One by the end of the 2022 season uh, on a video on his Instagram page. I love this sport. It has been uh, central to my life since I can remember, but as much as there is life on the track, there is my life off the track too. So... Uh, n- nice way to finish up. What do you think of his uh, career? I think it's been an amazing career. He's been hugely successful uh, at the Formula One Grand Prix, particularly in Melbourne. He's he's had a few excellent wins there, and just a just a lovable guy off 
off the track as well, uh, Sam. He's he's been a guy who just you know just one of the one of the great blokes in Formula One racing, and I think he's got great respect from all of his rivals. And you know the the, the decision to sort of touch on climate change and sort of the I suppose the consciousness around what effect that's having on our climate being a formula one racer despite all the changes in the cars and stuff it it does it does pose a lot of questions about the you know the 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 sustainability of the sport so yeah certainly it's a great decision from him i think you know his time probably at aston martin hasn't been as successful as he would have liked but i think he bows out of the sport you know doing so so much to the sport and and yeah his his credibility um, through the roof really I, I don't think his last couple of years I don't think it hurts him so yeah what what a champion what a legend next two and uh, this has been controversial uh, all week this topic and uh, I thought we can't really avoid talking about it yes yeah the pride the <laughs> Michael pride is uh, miming a stripe over the, yes, the jersey yes so the Manly Sea Eagles uh, players if you don't know if you missed it this week I, I think this this story might have been hard to miss. Um, I think seven players uh, decided they uh, d- refused to flat out wear uh, the jersey um, a- against uh, in the, in their say against their re- religion and and stuff like that. Um, and so they boycotted it and not wear it. And then the Manly Sea Eagles have decided flat out that they're not going to do it and they're pulled out of the whole thing. So it's been a whole disaster for. Um, the Sea Eagles, which which I thought it's a nice thing for teams to do. Um, the AFL's done it a couple oh, of years successfully. with Sydney and St yeah. Kilda. Um, so it's nothing new in that stage. Um, but it, I, I just I just thought this whole thing has been absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it's so ironic. Uh, I mean, we've heard all the arguments all week. There's been you're wearing week on week out. With you know a sporting jersey that's covered in gambling oh, and oh, alcohol, yes. uh, and, and it, that it's a walking advertisement. Be, yeah, uh, and which wouldn't fall in line with some of the beliefs anyway. Um, <laughs> so I just think it's a real shame that we're still having the, this conversation. Uh, and I think inclusion and this stuff is so important uh, that we get right. And it's just it's it, it makes the NRL look as a whole backwards and so behind when, when they're trying to implement a nice thing. Uh, so they've come out and said today there was some awkward press conference. I saw that <laughs> it was Seen a bit a few of a disaster. Yes. Um, they've said they will uh, attempt it again next year um, with, with a bit more backing and, and things like Better that. But it's just, just been, mm. yeah, it's just been a mess. And uh, to those players, like, uh, uh, I mean, really, it's 2022, you should be ashamed that it's just some coloured stripes mm. on your jersey. Mm. Um, so I, hopefully we can, you know, as a whole sporting community, can put that behind and moved on to um, exciting more things. Because, yeah, I, I just think it's silly that we're even still having these conversations in 2022. I agree, Sam. You couldn't have said it better. Look, I, I just think despite how... You know, strong the community efforts are because you know on a community level, I see pride rounds happening all the time, and in fact, we've you got, got pride rounds. rounds. Yes, exactly. Hey, <laughs> shout out to that. We, we and, and there's a lot more coming up too. We've just had Pride Month, and so it, it's definitely the time to be talking about this and educating people on this. Yep. And so, 
although the community standards are really high at a professional level, um, a lot more can be done. And I think it still highlights there, there still is quite a gulf in between understanding from, let's say, more ignorant groups compared to groups that are quite progressive in their thinking and, and groups that are taking a lot of action on a community level, but also at a professional level. So a lot more can still be done. Um, it is 2022. We, we've came a long, long way, but there is still a long way to come. So I think that's probably what it highlights. Um, and these, these probably these cultural groups as well probably need better education about it too. Yep. So I think, yeah, a lot more can be done. Look, if, if, there, there are there is a lot of support available for those who are listening. So anyone from the LGBTIQIA plus community, um, there is the Q Life line. So eighteen hundred one eight four five two seven. If any of what we've been talking about has disturbed you, um, or you know, there's there's really great support out there from from that number, and obviously Lifeline as well thirteen eleven fourteen as well. So um, and yep, yeah, just keep keep reaching out, keep seeking support and keep educating yourself it's really important but i think again sam for all the good initiatives that we've seen in sport particularly yes. in the afl of, as, as we've mentioned it's it's a great visibility and there's so many people that get behind it and support it so it's wonderful and hey pride socks look kick ass man they, <laughs> they are so much fun to wear so get behind it honestly and um yeah just glad that this debacle's over yep. and hopefully move on to, to better things next year any other news off the press for you this morning? Oh, I just want to talk about the Com Games when we get a chance. Uh, right. lot, lots happening. Duran Duran are out on stage, so they were <laughs> they were amazing. So I'm really looking forward to talking about the Com Games and all the big acts. Uh, looking forward to seeing them play as well. So yeah, can't wait. Well, it is funny you say Duran Duran. I thought hey. we'll give them a spin this morning since they Ooh. were representing. Uh, I think they are from Birmingham. Um, I think they're born and So yeah, yeah. Uh, nice to play in front of a hometown crowd. Uh, and exciting, you know, with all the Olympics and stuff last year being delayed, we got so, you know, swept up into it. It was amazing. And we blinked my eyes and we're, we're back to it again, all the athletics again. So Incredible. it's exciting to see uh, the Aussies out there. We're going to get right into it up next. Uh, but this is Girls on Film, Duran Duran on Sin on your Friday morning. Girls on Film, Duran Duran on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Uh, and it's time to talk about uh, the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. And this is the official intro. <laughs> oh, wow. All the sports sound effects. So an exciting time. Is there, is there dolphins splashing in the background <laughs> or something? Is there? You wouldn't go swimming in the water there, would you? Gee, the beaches aren't too, <laughs> too much to talk about in England. Oh, it's very... I know it is summer, but it is uh, the West Country. Be very, very cold, very yeah, close to there. Pebbly, pebbly beaches as well, Sam. It's not not the most enjoyable experience. But anyway, we're not we're not we're not going to worry about coming to the beaches. We're worried about the games, mate. And how exciting is this? I like that intro. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, nice. it's very exciting. And uh, we've Duran Duran performed. Duran Duran. So uh, I'll be honest, missed in the rush of things this morning. I've not seen. Uh, the ceremony this morning. So if you want to give us a review on Twitter, yeah, please if you've do. seen us at... Um, actually, no, <laughs> Twitter's not working. Instagram. Uh, sports Desk Sin, uh, if you saw the Com Games uh, opening ceremony this morning, we'll have to catch up on the How were Duran Duran? What was it like? Because they're, they're a really good, exciting part uh, of the um, Com Games. And, of course, remember 
2006, we had the flying tram here. Ah, uh, we did, we did. Uh, they, they managed to get James Bond this year in the form of um, the Duke and the Duchess of Cornwall. <laughs> they had, they had uh, yeah, yeah no, genuinely, they, <laughs> they had uh, Charles and, and Camilla getting out of a, a beautiful old, um, I think it was an Aston Martin, and uh, yes, <laughs> a lot of people were like, is that James Bond? Is that the more mature James Bond? <laughs> I don't believe it personally, but uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the photos here. Duran Duran, gee, they had some colourful outfits there, um, Sammy. They had a couple of really fluorescent green and, and pink outfits, and yeah, the lead singer was out there as well. Nice little jacket, so that was really good. Um, speaking about big items, uh, you know, the Sydney Olympics obviously had the big tram, but what about the massive... Raging Bull. Oh, the mascot, yeah. The mascot. Five months it took to build, Sam, and it's, it stands at 10 metres high, if you don't mind. It was originally being pulled along um, by female chain makers. Now, this, this bull at the end of it all shed its armour to symbolise the famous strike of 1910, uh, where the chain makers went on strike for better conditions, earning a new minimum wage that doubled their earnings. So, a massive moment uh, in women's working right history so that was that was shown uh in this incredible display of color uh as this massive bull got crushed which was amazing to watch (laughs) there you go (laughs) i know what i expected when i first thought of oh the symbolism was was quite interesting yeah i had to look it up but yeah, well, I was reading... It was amazing. Perry is his name, the mascot. Oh. Uh, he's a loving brummy bull, uh, <laughs> kind of a little bit cheeky, it says, uh, and the colourful hexagons, which he's covered in, uh, yes. represent all the Commonwealth communities, which is um, uh, exciting. So we'll get into the, the schedule. Now, there have some, been some sports kicked off underway. The lawn bowls. Hey! <laughs> Always seem to get an early start, don't they? Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a long so, time out sport, isn't it? <laughs> Um, unless I've got these times wrong. Oh, no, I hope I don't have these wrong. I hope you don't. What well, says 5.30pm? So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they haven't kicked off yet. Maybe they're yet to kick off, kick off tonight. So I'm just going to see... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, 4 eight. Well, yeah, no, no. So it will be tonight. Um, badminton ah, follows perfect. it, which okay. will be good. Uh, artistic gymnastics, 6pm. Yeah, Yes, so... You'll be watching that. Lawn bowls, paralawn bowls. I don't know the difference. 5.30pm, badminton, 6pm. Artistic gymnastics, 6pm. Uh, hockey, 6pm, the hockey ruse. Oh, they're, they're a good side. Uh, the rugby, 7, 6pm. Uh, table tennis, para table tennis. Oh, Paris, para... Paralympics. Paralympics. Yeah, Paralympics for both of those. Uh... 6.30pm for that. Track and para track cycling, 7pm. Swimming and para swimming, 7.30pm. Cricket T20. Yes. What's this? 8pm. Uh, triathlon and the para triathlon, 8pm as well. Boxing, 9pm. Netball, 9pm. Squash, 9pm. Badminton, 11pm. Hockey, 11pm. This is almost like the AFL fixturing on a Saturday. Take the day off, I reckon. That's what I think. (laughs) That's what I think. It's almost like the the AFL fixturing on a a Saturday afternoon. All all these same time starts. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to have about four or five screens on, Sam. Um, But yeah, Cricket T20, that's going to be the women's Cricket T20. So that's getting underway. And uh, as we know, Sri Lanka, very late call-up. Uh, to these Olympics, we know all the problems that they're having uh, overseas with their economy, but 
Sri Lanka, there was some doubt that they would even make it into the Olympic, uh, into the Commonwealth Games, Sam. And um, believe it or not, Sri Lanka Cricket Board have came to the rescue, providing 22 million Sri Lankan rupees, so around $88,000, to send 114 athletes to these games, including the historic first Sri Lankan women's team in the T20. So fantastic to see them in getting involved as well. So that's that's a ma- that's massive news, um, and it'll be great to see women's T20 at the Olympic. Uh, Commonwealth Games for the first time. Keep saying Olympics. I hope it happens in the Olympics too, but <laughs> Commonwealth Games is a good place to start. Also, just quickly um, on this fixture, great to see para, uh, Paralympics going, or para yeah, Commonwealth Games time. being side yes. and side, and they were actually included, like the the full squad, both para, uh, para Commonwealth Games and regular Commonwealth Games, all being included in the one ceremony, which I just love to see. Yeah, no, it, very exciting. Now, I know you've got a list of uh, some exciting athletes to look out for <laughs> uh, uh, this weekend. Of course, we've got a full day Saturday and Sunday as well. You can uh, Commonwealth Games website, I think, has got the entire list. Uh, and you can stream all the games on 7 Plus, uh, all sports, everything, just like they were for the Olympics. But I have a special shout-out. Chloe, who I went to school with, her partner, um, is doing judo that starts on Monday, uh, goes through to Wednesday. Uh, uh, so exciting judo is one sport I've not really... <laughs> you know your judo well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to drop that in. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did it on Monday as well. <laughs> um, so exciting to see that. And Succulent. it's just, uh, it is nice that we forget that. Uh, the community aspect um, it's of, of of the sports. So, you know, there's people that you can come across that you may know that are, that are well a part of these games. You know, mm. these are athletes that, you know, locally done the sport, but this is a big, big stage uh, and massive. a big chance to represent the country and put on the green and gold, which is always a nice thing. So take us through that list. Well, just firstly, uh, let's do a quick shout-out as well to the Australian flag bearers uh, for the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony. Um, and... Do excuse me with my pronunciations here. Uh, Eddie Ockenden, I'm pretty sure, and uh, Rachel Grimham uh, both represented Australia proudly here. So Rachel Grimham, uh, she's the first ever squash player to carry the flag. Uh, she's the fi- sixth female flag bearer in the Australian Commonwealth Games history, which is massive. Eight medals, including two golds, if you don't mind. And she's been competing since 1998. Sam, so I was about one years old yep. when she started. So good on her. And then for Eddie, um, he's a part of the proud Kookaburras squad there for the hockey. So three hockey gold medals, if you don't mind, from him. He started his Commonwealth Games history back in 2010. Hasn't missed since. And he's the four, he's a four-time Olympian, if you don't mind. One silver, two bronze. Hoping to add a gold to that as well, if you don't mind. So he is fantastic. And he holds the record hole. He holds the record Australian Games most hockey internationals. So two very worthy flag bearers for the Aussies. So we love that. Very nice. We love that. I want to quickly take our attention to the pool because this is where a lot of golds are going to be contested. Well, um, just before you get into it's probably our most dominant sport. Oh, oh, it is, 100%. In, in, um, I think it was in the Gold Coast, we had a ridiculous amount of gold medals where we absolutely smashed. We came first by 30 medals, 30 yep. gold medals, if you don't mind, as yep. well. So um, it is our dominant place. It's our happy place, Sam. Uh, and the big battle that I want to 
put some attention on is Canadian teenage swimmer um, Summer McIntosh. Um, she is a huge friend in the pool. Uh, she's only 15, believe it or not, as well. Wow. Um, and already she's smashing records. She's uh, She came second in the women's 400 freestyle final at the World Championships recently. Um, that was behind American legend Katie Ledecky. Um, t- uh, Ariane Titmus didn't compete in that event, but she would be the favourite here, Ariane Titmus. Um, McIntosh also won the women's 200-metre butterfly and 400-metre individual medley. So she's clearly um, right up to this battle against our golden girl, Ariane Titmus. So I'm really fascinated, Sam, to see how this plays out. Yes, no, exciting. Any there, other notables? Oh, there are some other yeah, notables. Keep, keep um, it flowing. I love the Jamaican stars, the, the coloured hair, the, the 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 passion, the the swagger. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of great athletes to watch yep. in these games, particularly Shelley and Fraser Price, if you don't mind as well. Bit of a long name, but she is one of the fastest women in the world. And along with uh, Sherika Jackson and Elaine Thompson-Hera, they are going to go head-to-head uh, on the track. So watch out for them in the women's 100 and 200-metre sprints. So they are going to be electrifying. And if you want to watch some more Jamaican action, the men's 100, um, Oblique Seville and uh, South African uh, Anaki Sabine are going to be in action. Uh, they were fourth and fifth, respectively, in the World Championships behind the Americans. Of course, they're not competing. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they compete. Uh, and reigning African champion uh, Kenya's Ferdinand Omlada will also compete there as well. So there's going to be a lot of fast men to watch and, of course, fast women. So watch out for the track stuff, Sammy. There's some big, notable ones. And what about Dame Flora Duffy from Bur- uh, sorry, from Bermuda, the little island of Bermuda? Wow. Only 63,000 people there, Sam, but she is the first ever female Commonwealth gold medalist back in 2018. And also last year in Tokyo, she earned Bermuda's first ever Olympic gold medal and only the second medal in their history ever. So she's doing some amazing things for that country, and you can watch her in the triathlon. Awesome. Well, we're exciting at a... What's it run for two weeks? I think so, two weeks. Um, so good luck to all the Aussies. Um, exciting. Uh, keep our eyes glued to the screen. Um, and we'll, uh, also, 2020... Is 2026 the next one? We get it? I think so. Because Melbourne get it in a few years, so... Yes, yes, uh, and, and with, a, with, with a focus on regional as well, yes. which will be really nice. So uh, hence probably why Geelong are doing so many construction works at GMHBA, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's what they're telling us. So who, who knows? Who knows for sure? Um, also, Shout out to basketball three on three and wheelchair basketball making their debuts. We mentioned it on Monday. Yep. That'll be massive uh, for them as well. And, and it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a really contested format of the sport, and it's really easy to play along with and, and watch. So that'll be a great sport. And as we mentioned before, women's T twenty get behind the Aussie girls. They're they're ranked number one in the world for a reason. So they're going to be hard to beat. I reckon we should. This would be a nice piece of content for social media uh, if we go out. Um to maybe Melbourne Park, yes, and uh, Jimmy, yourself, I, yes, and whoever else, and we can have a few couple of races. <laughs> the, the unathletics. So, um, I like this. I like so this. Uh, maybe we can do that and then review that. Yeah. 
I, I like this I, idea. We'll, we'll spin spitball this a bit more. Make sure we don't have a partner and a cordial <laughs> beforehand, so we'll, we'll make sure we behave. But, yeah, I, I do like the sound of that, Jimmy. Um, have a few buckets on the side. Uh, yeah, all right. When Not we come kicking. back, uh, it's getting close to the finals, getting close to AFL. Not too far away, right here on the sports desk on your Friday morning. This is Jungle. Went and saw them last Saturday. Amazing act. Listen to them. This is time. Time Jungle on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And it's time for (laughs) (laughs) round 20. 20? Round 20 of the AFL. And uh, didn't we have one of the most spectacular rounds last weekend? Some crazy, crazy games. Uh, unfortunately, I missed the first, uh, the Friday and the Saturday. So the crazy stuff with <laughs> Richmond and uh, the massive Bulldogs yes. game. Yes. Um, but we'll get straight into Friday night footy tonight. Absolutely massive game from Optus Stadium. It's Fremantle and Melbourne. Uh, the ins for Fremantle. Rory Lobb. Out hey. Bailey Banfield Nat Fife, uh, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Uh, Melbourne have named Jaden Hunt, Jake Lever. Out Toby Bedford, uh, James Harms, and Adam Tomlinson. Tough game to tip. Uh, Fremantle were pretty average last week. It must be said, Sam. I mean, look, they did well. I think they were the winners of the night, uh, drawing that. I mean, you know extra two points, staying in the top eight, staying alive with their top four chances. does make it a little bit difficult for Fremantle to finish top four, but if the Demons don't get their act together, um, they could be falling out of the top four. That's yeah. how close it's getting. Yeah. That 13-win-in-a-row that buffer has been trimmed right down, and uh, this is a massive game away from home, considering Melbourne lost this game earlier this year. It, it, it's hard to believe that there's, this game is, is, is a game that's been played twice in the same year, and then also um, Dogs and Geelong, which we'll touch on a little bit later, was only played about six weeks ago. So couple of uh, couple of looks at teams that they've already played. So the big question is, will the Ds have learned anything from that game at the MCG where the fortress was broken? Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, they haven't done it a few too many times, Fremantle at the G, so... No, um, it's a good and I'd say they're probably similar similar size grounds. Uh, they Stadium. are very similar. Um, so uh, uh, interesting. I, I have tipped uh, Melbourne uh, for this one. I just think uh, th- this is their chance to kind of claw back a bit, and uh, they've had a f- shaky, shaky few weeks. Um, and I think uh, we're forgetting the amazing team that we saw last year. And yes, they've had some up and downs, but I think. Uh, they'll get by this Fremantle, yes, coming up. Young side coming up. Uh, first finals, maybe experience in a, in a long time. Um, so this may just slip past them away of a big home crowd. And we remember that is exactly where they won the flag too. So Melbourne don't feel too far. Mm. Home away from home, if you'd say. Yeah, it's a really good call. And I completely agree. Is this the first time they've been back to this venue this year? Since that grand final, we'd have to see whether they've played West Coast. I think yet. they have already. Yeah, because it's wonderful that they're back, obviously. And 
yeah, they'll, they'll be confident on, on this ground, no question about it. There'll be a lot of good memories, and, and who knows, this might just spark the revival that I think a lot of Demons fans were expecting would have came a little bit earlier. I mean, as we know, an, an exceptional start to the season, very reminiscent of the year previous, but the big question has been uh, Melbourne didn't lose a game since round 17. It's already round 20, Sam, so, you know, most sides that are in the window for top four finishes and also for, you know, potentially a home preliminary final, they're really hitting their straps now. So if the D's are to be that side, if they're going to be taken seriously in September, this is the game they just have to win. And for that merit alone, I'm tipping them. Okay. Very, very interesting. As we move on to Saturday afternoon, uh, it's Collingwood and Port Adelaide from the MCG 145. Uh, Collingwood's named Jordan Degoe in, out Josh uh, Carmichael. Uh, Brody Majek. Uh, Port Adelaide have named Xavier Dersma, Lockie Jones, Trent McKenzie, out Riley Bonner, uh, Tom Cleary, William Drew and Dan Houston. Interesting. Now, Collingwood, look, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be balanced and fair with my view here, but I do hate them, so it's <laughs> very hard to spit out. Uh, look, they've done very well getting, what, what's it, ten in a row? or close Nine to, in a row. Nine in a row. Uh, and about eight. Very close loss. Uh, yes, well, wins I was say, underneath the margin of eleven points. It set. could have easily been, you know, se- yep. <laughs> seven losses. Yep. yep. Uh, so they have been lucky, but yeah. I reckon that luck only runs so far, and you are going to hit a breaking point. Uh, as much as I've liked some of their efforts, um, I mean, we we do forget that a couple of games ago they almost lost to North Melbourne. So. Um, I don't think they're all all uh, scrapped there, and I think Port eventually uh, are starting to get some uh, form. And mm. uh, as we say, a lot of the bottom sides who aren't in contention want to finish off uh, a good year uh, to a high note. Uh, and I think Port might upset the, at the G. Uh, they've come down and had a stiff loss there, or they, they've been down there, I think, a few times this year so far. Um, and I think Port are going to give an upset here. What are your thoughts on Collingwood? Wow, thoughts on Collingwood are, I mean, clutch from Jamie Elliott. You know, we've we've seen the replay so many times. We've seen all the blunders that Essendon made. We'll get to that later. But to, to get a six-goal head start, I mean, is that more of a reflection on Collingwood really coming out and, and trying to, you know, put severe uh, scoreboard pressure on, or is that Essendon's sort of lack of accountability and, and just sort of starting the game slow? Um, time will tell. But, yeah, Collingwood have just been really clutch in these moments. And uh, I'm a bit surprised, Josh Carmichael. I mean, I know it was the Medi sub, but he kicked two absolutely unbelievable ice in his vein goals to get the Pies back into that contest in that final quarter when they were down by about three goals. So surprised that he's out. I, th- I think he probably warranted a, a game again. Not sure about the Medi sub protocols, whether he does have to go out naturally for that next game. But I would have tried to keep him in your team because he's he's clearly uh, hit the ground running in his very short time as a Collingwood magpie. So, yeah, Sam, it's it's in in Ollie Wine's two hundredth game, in Tom Jonas's two games, uh, two hundred games. You know, these are these are two absolute stalwarts of um, of the Port Football Club. They've been incredible players for them. Um, Tom Jonas as the captain as well. They're going to want to 
you know, stick it up to them in this game, particularly because I doubt they'll be able to wear the prison bar jumpers in this game, Sam. So they're, they're probably a little bit extra in this, uh, the, the, the Eddie Maguire and uh, Koshy feud, as we like to call it. Look, I am going to tip the pies here. I just think they're going to be too strong at home. But I, I agree with you. I think I think Port are really going to stick it up to them. And, and they actually did give... Um, your Carlton boys a uh, bit of a run for their money as well in that game where I think you guys were up by 40-odd uh, points and they managed to scrape their way back into the game and even get the lead towards the end there. So I don't I don't think the MCG is a bogey ground like a team that we're going to talk about a little bit later on, uh, season on the line for them as far as uh, top four, top two hopes and potentially being a team that might be a pretender. But I am going to tip the pies here, but this should be a close one. Sydney Swans versus GWS Giants, the Sydney Derby, the Battle of the Bridge, 210 SCG uh, ins for Sydney. Oh, they've only named uh, Sam Wicks out, who was the medical sub. Uh, GWS have named uh, Leek Alia debut, Tom Green, yeah. Jesse Hogan, Josh Kelly, Harry Perriman, Lockie Whitfield, uh, Kieran Briggs, Tanner Brune, uh, Lachlan Keefe, Xavier O'Halloran, Jake Riccardi, Zach Sproul and Jake Stain all named out. So some big changes at the uh, GWS, not had the greatest season. Sydney, I think, are really pushing, I mean, dare I say, they could even be in the race for the top four. It's so open. It's crazy, isn't it? And I, I have actually tipped Sydney to make it in the top four at the end of the season. So games like this, they're just going to have to shell the peas and win. Um, but how good is this, uh, Sam? Uh, Lee Kalia, um, he's going to be the Giants' fifth debutante, and he, as we know, he, he absolutely idolises, he's from South Sudan originally, he yes. absolutely idolises Alir Alia, yes. and it's just such a great story to see. Uh, we saw photos during the week of, of him there with his proud mother, who is just so, so proud of him. He's got he's got plenty of height, plenty of athleticism. Yep. Um, he's played in the Sandfall, uh, under-16s, under-18s, um, and yeah, it, it's it's just a great story. And also, uh, shout out to Mac Andrew as well, who um, was one of the first South Sudanese footballers selected in the first round of the AFL draft. Um, he had an amazing rundown tackle recently. Uh, I think playing Gold Coast reserves against Collingwood. So there's so much excitement around these guys, what they bring to the table, and and, and the sort of inspiration that they're giving to Sudanese um, youngsters all around Australia who just absolutely love them and. Um, um, obviously, Majak Dor was one of the first ones uh, to, to give some inspiration. Yep. So, so wonderful to see, and hope he plays well. Uh, next two, so I'll take Sydney in that. Uh, St Kilda then play Hawthorne, 435 Marvel Stadium. St Kilda of name, Tom Campbell, Dan Hanabry. Out, Jack Billings, Ryan Burns, Jade Gresham. Uh, Hawthorne in, Sam Butler. Uh, uh, oh, CJ, I... I can't pronounce his name. That trips me out. Changuth Giath. Uh, Jacob Kaczynski out. Uh, Denver Granger Barris. Uh, Jarman Impey, Tom Phyllis, and Ned Reeves. The two butlers playing each other. That'll be exciting. Uh, both brothers, uh, both goal sneaks. So that'll be an entertaining little battle to see. Uh, danger game for the Saints here, if, if, if you don't mind me saying it. But Jack, uh, Jade Gresham is the is the big concern for me. I think it's a... Yeah. Is it a PCL injury, Sam? We might have to get some clarification over that, but um, sounds like 
his season is over. Um, so that really stifles St massive, Kilda in their in, in their run to finals because yep. they're still well and truly in contention. But they have to win this under the roof. Uh, great to see Dan Hanabry back. He's he's had to go to Germany um, and go to other parts of Europe to get um, almost career saving surgery and, and and remedies and treatments. So it's great to see him back. Uh, he's been a good leader off the ground. Uh, Tim Membry, uh, the skunk. He's playing 150 games, so that's a good milestone to him. Uh, look, I'm just going to tip the Saints by the barest of margins in this one, Sam. It's I, I think the, Hawf- uh, the Hawthorne Footy Club has played amazing football in the last couple of weeks, and they've been one of the the teams of the season really in that bottom six. They've just they've really pushed it to a lot of teams. But St Kilda, they have a lot more to play for here, and they've just got to win games like this. And Jack Still, look out for him. Incredible contestant possession, beast yeah. on the weekend. Got forty disposal, I think, against the West Coast Eagles. So he's one that I think will really drive them hard in this game. Yeah, no, St Kilda for me too. Um, and I like, I, like I say, do or die. And I think Hawthorne are going to give them a real crack. Um, so it's going to be a good game. Uh, that game, to the game of the round, I think. 7.25 uh, Saturday night, GMHBA. Uh, it's the Cats taking on the Western Bulldogs. Now, it's just funny. It's funny how things change in footy, just as we were ruling out the Dogs. Um, I know. They've come out of what? nowhere and had an amazing game. Uh, Jamara Hagen. Hagen, is that? I think it is, yes. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. We're getting confirmation in the studio <laughs> that you're correct there, Sam. Just, wow. Sometimes some players... Uh, and in, in tight games, you need some players to step up and put on a show. And sometimes, um, like there's team performance, and then sometimes there's individual speciality that helps edge a team off the line. And wow, what a performance from him. They've been waiting for s- such a long time. I think he's had a couple of decent games, but that's by far the best game that pr- they've probably seen from him. <sighs> And he's such a clutch player. We were saying it on Monday. You know, he's play. He's one of those Oakley Charger finds. You know, that's a real footy factory down there. And yeah. um, you know, six or seven goals in grand finals for them. I know it's a very different level of competition, Sam. But to be able to do that on the biggest stage of all and kick that, as you mentioned, that crazy goal from the boundary. Um, you know, it, it is harder for forwards to get ahead and, and develop quicker. Um, we've seen it this year with the emergence of Matt Tabernar, Peter Wright, you know, Charlie Kerno. Some of these big forwards that have taken longer, um, you just have to be patient with him. But he's doing things that uh, they, they liken him to Buddy Franklin a lot. He's doing things now that even Buddy was struggling to do in, in his first 20 or so games. So there's some really big upside here. Again, we don't want to make the comparisons too much because they're both completely different beasts. But my word. Bulldog fans, get excited down at GMHBA because this is going to be a ripper. Jonathan Siegler, a debut in for Geelong. Tom Stewart, out Shannon Neal, Reese Stanley and Zach Tui. Western Bulldogs have named Zane Cordy, Caleb Daniel, out Alex Keith, Lachlan McNeil and Adam Trelaw. So some big losses yeah, for the dogs there, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Um, look, big game. Uh, Geelong, uh, it is their fortress down there. There's not many teams that can beat them down there. Uh, I'm not sure what their record against um, the dogs uh, is down there, but again, this is it, this is a game for the dogs if they want to stay in the finals. Um, they're right on the line at the minute, sitting in eighth position, and then of course Geelong want to finish up in that top four. Currently sitting first, um, I think I think Geelong for me are just going to get this done. Um, those a couple of key outs are going to be hard. Uh, it's nice to see the resurgence from the dogs. Um, whether they stay in finals, we do not know as yet, but. Um, uh, I think Geelong, for me, will get this done. 
Yeah, hard to tip against the Cats, particularly at home. Um, a big shout-out to Joel Salwood. He plays his 350th game, which is... He, he has been leading uh, Geelong Cats most games ever played um, behind Corey Enright, who's on 332, uh, Ian Nankervis, 325. And, but Tom Hawkins still playing 320 games. So we're talking two all-time greats playing in the same side together. I mean, that's something pretty special, Sam. So I think they'll do it for Joel in his 350. If it's good to see Jonathan Segler come in for his first game, of course, uh, used to play at the Hawthorne Football Club. He'll join Isaac Smith in the ranks there. So um, hard to tip against uh, the the Cats here, but yeah, certainly be interesting to see how Jonathan Segler goes in the ruck because uh, Reece Stanley was playing some really good footy. So yeah, Cats for me. 7.30, the other Saturday night game, Adelaide Crows taking on Carlton from Adelaide Oval. Uh, I tried my best on the tour to leave a special whiteboard message in the away rooms of the Blues, <laughs> but uh, realised it would only, only, <coughs> only be seaten by Geelong, just over there. Um, but ins for Adelaide, uh, Josh Worrell out, Braden Cook, Tom Dundee. In for Carlton, Matthew Owies, Mark Pittenet. Hey, Hello. Uh, good to see him back out. Josh Honey, Jack Nunes, and Jack Silvani. Yeah, which explain been... this to me. Look, I I thought maybe he might be just had an injury and being yep. be, being rested, but it sounds as if he's playing in the VFL and he's being dropped. So wow, I think uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if if it's just just having a cool off period because he's been such a massive part oh, of the team this fabric. year. Fabric. Um, so. Don't really know. Hopefully, uh, we, we hear from the coach today. Maybe do a press conference and uh, they'll ask him that question, whether it's just a bit of a rest uh, as, as we get into these next couple of really big games. Um, and obviously, they've had to squeeze room for Pitt and Nett, of course, to come mm. in. Um, so, look, look, interesting one. Um, I hope it's nothing more than that. And uh, we see him back in the team next week. Yeah, well, he, he seems to be a player who's sort of plugged the hole, filled the gaps, plays his second tall, second ruckman. Yeah. He's kicked plenty of goals. He's contributed heavily. And, he's, and his field kicking has really improved out of sight. So... Maybe they're looking with Mark Pitanay coming back in. Maybe they try him in a different role, different position in the VFL with less stakes. You know, you you minimise the field a little bit in as far as you know the, the the sort of height and standard of it and the stakes. So maybe it might be an experiment. But maybe he has been out of form in the last couple of weeks and they're dropping him. But it's a different one. It, it's hard to read into because we don't know all the ins and outs. Yeah, honestly, I just think it's just a rest because he, he's been and he's had his knee and leg strapped for yeah. so long. Um, so, a lot of corkies as well yeah. in games. So, yeah, he probably, he probably is banged up a little bit, Sam. And, uh, yeah, great to see Mark Pitanay back. Um, really important time too, round 20, coming into finals. Definitely get him in. But, yeah, look, I think you guys will be too strong uh, at, at the Adelaide Oval. I think, you know, it's, it's been a ground that you played decently well in the past. I don't have all the records in front of me, yeah. but um, you played at Adelaide earlier in the season and you put them to the Ooh, sword. Yep. So And, and Adam Saad, what, what about that? Oh, Car- career God. best game for him? I mean, yes. he's... He, he's, so. he's in strong, strong... I mean, there's been a lot of great halfbacks this season, Sam. Let's not get that wrong, but he's he would have to be in All-Australian contention. All alongside uh, Sam Doherty, who's had another yeah. amazing season. So will, will there be two baggers in the back line? I think there should be. Sunday, one ten. we 
we're going to move through a quick run out of time. <laughs> yeah, I know. We always seem uh, to do this. Gold Coast Suns and the West Coast Eagles Metricon Stadium. Uh, Suns should get this done. Suns Hopefully, Mark Andrew, Jack Bowles, uh, he'll go, he'll go Paul Oia. That is a long name. Oh, Malcolm Rosas out, Charlie Ballard in for West Coast, Greg Clark, Hugh Dixon, Zach Longdon, Nick Natanui, Sam Prochesky, Seaton, Jack Petrelli, and Willie Riola. Big, some big changes in for the Eagles. Interesting. Look, I think I think Suns are just going to slip away from the finals now. Uh, fortunately, they looked really, really, you know, good coming up to it. But they're maybe one or two years just out of it, I think. Um, uh, and of course, Eagles, as we know, had a terrible year, so they'll probably want to finish strong. So I wouldn't wouldn't be too surprised if this is a close one, uh, Metricon. Um, I, I'm trying to check who I tipped. I think I went with the Suns in the end, uh, just after the off their form this year. What about you? I'm going to go with the Suns. Great to see Andrew Gaff playing his 250th game, albeit away from home. Tim Kelly plays his 100th game, but Tim Kelly, only four disposals last week, was well held uh, by Winhager. Um, not sure if that's just a bit of a fall off from form from the previous week where I think he got lever poisoning and he got close to 40 disposals so am going to tip the Suns in this one at home they've been very strong this season there uh, albeit a couple of close losses but uh, Mac Andrew great to see him in we mentioned him before incredible chase down tackle so hopefully he can do a bit more of that Sam big game Sunday afternoon 3.20 MCG Richmond and the Brisbane Lions uh, in for Richmond Thomas, Tau- Thomas Dow Tom Lynch uh, Ryan Mansell, Jack Ross out, Hugo Ralsmith in for the Lions, Nakaya Kokasu, Kaiden Coleman, Jackson Pryor, Devin Robertson and out, Daniel Rich. Interesting game. Um, Lions having a horrible time winning at the MCG, so I think this is a big opportunity if they want to get one done. Um, and I, I think if the Tigers don't get this done, they can uh, kiss finals goodbye as well. I think that will slip away from them. What about you? Gee, it's such a hard game to tip because the Tigers did a lot right last week. I mean, albeit the turnovers were awful from both sides, but the the Lions, they need to win a premiership at the MCG. So you have to win this game. You just have to win this game. And on that desperate reason alone, I'm just going to tip them on a whim here. I'm not confident at all, but I'm tipping them. I'm just going to tip them here. And uh, Shane Edwards, 300 games for the Tigers, so... Incredible, incredible performance from him. I think he started his career in 2008, Sam. And to finish this round, before we wrap up, uh, Essendon and North Melbourne. Uh, now, I would have said North Melbourne will have a chance earlier this week, but uh, the, unfortunately the HS protocols have come through again. HSP and, protocols, we love it. <laughs> and have swept out the teams, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so I think, although they've got some uh, a few key backs, Nick Larkey, uh, a couple new debuts. Uh, I think uh, you guys will be so burnt from last week. You'll just have to get this done. I hope there's froth coming out of the mouth for, for Essendon in this one. They, I hope they're very desperate to win this yep. because it was a very disappointing end last week. Did a lot right. Should have won. Uh, good to see Archie Perkins back. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, he's good in the back line. And Massimo D'Ambrosio, absolutely love him at Essendon. So, yep, Bombers winning this one, Sam. So as it stands, Geelong, Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood, Fremantle, Sydney, Carlton, Western Bulldogs sit in the eight. Let's see. We'll be interested to see what happens after round 20. We get ever closer to the finals. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show. It's been an exciting morning on the Sports Test. This is Liam Gallagher. I love this one. Uh, the King himself, Liam Gallagher. Uh, on your Friday morning on the Sports Desk. 
as we wrap things up in a busy morning. Uh, exciting the Com Games. It's nice to talk about. Whoa. Oh. Encore. Oh, maybe the schools on air kids might play some of that for us. Yeah, no, at least uh, we got to hear his uh, songs not get cut off this time. Uh, so well done, <laughs> Melbourne. We get to see here his full set. How good. Uh, so any other quick news before we wrap the show? Uh, big V season is really heating up. Uh, the RMIT Redbacks uh, both play away games this round, but the women are almost certain to lock their spot in for finals on the 13th of August. So please follow along on Channel 31 where all the games will be live. Um, but also there will be a live stream as well for the Big V uh, coming up at the home of basketball at RMIT being the RMIT web. So make sure you tune into that and the men's also playing away. They can lock in a top six spot and play in finals, Sam. Very, very exciting. Sports Fest back on Monday afternoon with you and, of course, Jimmy. Jim Bob. And I'll be back here again Friday. Nice Hopefully to be not back. as heartbroken, uh, Sam, on <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to be here, mate. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy. Thanks for catching up on all our socials, of course, and the podcast. If you missed anything, we'll see you then. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin. Woo.